following is a Breaker and Bane Network production. All right, everybody. Welcome once again to Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, one of your absolute favorite retro gaming podcasts. This is episode 151. One, five, one. And this week, I hope you uh, hope you got your uh, magnifying glass. Hope you got uh, all your detective stuff ready because it's time to play some Clue. That's right. Clue the board game. Not only a board game, it was also a Super Nintendo game, but we're going to be playing it right here on Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. I'm excited to dive into this. I love Clue as a kid. Colonel Mustard in the library with the noose. Yeah, that, was always, that was always a fun thing. So I'm very excited to get into it, and I think everybody loves Clue. It was one of those classic games from our childhood, and uh, even beyond that, I actually had a Simpsons Clue game, which was a lot of fun. It was Moe and Moe's Tavern with the beer bottle. I don't remember if that was a thing, but that would be awesome if it was. I really don't know. But uh, anyway, we're going to dive into it. And uh, before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about this week's sponsor, which is, of course, our Amazon link over at BreakerandBain.com. If you're not familiar with this, well, then you really should listen to our podcast more because we talk about it all the time. But all you have to do is go to BreakerandBain.com, which is our main website, place where you can find everything you need to know about me and Bain, not to mention all of our podcasts that we've ever done, ever. They're all up on BreakerandBain.com. There's also an Amazon tab at the top of the page. You click that Amazon link, it takes you right to the Amazon that you know and are familiar with that you visit probably all the time, just like me. And anything you purchase from that Amazon link, they kick back money to me and Bain, and you are essentially supporting this podcast and any podcast that we do and it doesn't cost you any extra. How cool is that, right? You don't have to enter coupon codes. You don't have to go to special web addresses. You simply just click that, and then you bookmark it. And you're at the same Amazon that you always know. And if you're like me and you make an Amazon purchase, you don't even have to think twice about it. You already know, oh, hey, I kicked back money. Maybe you purchased a new uh, a new a DVD that just came out. Maybe you purchased some new television shows because all the new TV shows are starting, right? Maybe you did that. It doesn't matter what you purchase. Anything helps, and they kick back money to us, and it allows us to buy new equipment, which we need to buy from time to time to update our sound, and also to buy new T-shirt designs, which we're working on new designs all the time. So it's a very, very cool thing, and it helps us out immensely. So head on over to BreakerAndBain.com. Click that Amazon tab, and anything you purchase, know that you're helping out this independent uh, wrestling and video game podcast podcast network, I guess, as it were, and uh, that it's uh, it's cool for everybody. You help us out, you help yourself out, and everybody wins. And not too many situations in life where everybody wins, but this is certainly one of them. So, the Amazon link, help us out, and uh, let's keep this podcast going just as long as we can, because it's Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. It's episode 151. Get ready to get a clue, because it's Brian Breaker versus Colonel Mustard. Not really, but that would be a, that'd be a cool... It'd be a cool thing. Brian Breaker versus Colonel Mustard. I'd kick Colonel Mustard's ass. You know I would. I totally would. Anyway, let's get the show started, and let's do it right now. Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo is a Breaker and Bane.com production, and is brought to you by Brian Breaker. Grab the controller, blow the dust out of the cartridge, and join the game.
versus the Super Nintendo. It's episode 151, and it's Bane in the toilet with the candlestick. Not really. No, Bane didn't kill anybody, but it's Clue, um, one of the classic um, board games of our generation. Who didn't love Clue? It was a, an amazing game. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to translate very well to a video game. That's yet to be determined because I'm going to play it and, and kind of see. But, you know, it, it was a really fun game back in the day. Essentially, there's all these characters, there's all these rooms, and you had all these weapons. So you would try to find, you would try to find different weapons, you know, and like, and I don't remember exactly how it went. I'm going to read about it and it'll be a surprise to me just like it is to you guys. But I remember you go through and be like, okay, so it's not Colonel Mustard because he's here. And so you kind of figure out who the who the uh, the villain was in every game. So it was a lot of fun. Very dinner theater-esque. So let's, uh, let's read about it here. I think it's going uh, to be a lot of fun. Clue is a North American exclusive video game published for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. It is based on the popular board game of the same name. It was, uh, up to six players can play using any controller. The object of the game, as is the board game, is to find out who killed Mr. Bobby, where, and with what. Each player is dealt a number of cards. All the cards held eliminate the suspect weapon or room on the card. Each player can view their own cards during their turn. A die is rolled, and the six players represented by the six suspects, Miss Scarlet, Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White, Mr. Green, Mrs. Peacock, and Professor Plum. Move around the board upon entering one of the nine rooms on the board. The player must uh, make a suggestion choosing a suspect and a weapon. The room the player is in is automatically chosen. A vignette is showing showing who or what was in that room or who held the weapon. This would result in a clue given, such as Miss Scarlet was in the lounge or no one had the wrench on the highest difficulty. Uh, on the highest difficulty, the clues are given uh, less broad, like like in the board game, with clues only given that the uh, chosen suspect or weapon was or wasn't in the room. The suspect chosen in the suggestion is moved to that room. A player can, on their turn, make an interrogation wherein they can choose a suspect, a weapon, and a room. A longer vignette is shown playing out the scenario as the player chose. Example, the lounge was warm. It was cozy enough for a nap. A long nap. Miss Scarlet laughed as she fixed her hair. She picked up the pipe. At this point, one of the other players, if they are in possession of a card that eliminates any of those factors, shows on screen that they have proof that the scenario could not have happened if, if none of the other players are in possession of such a card. The interrogating player is not proved wrong. Players may, take, may make two interrogations per game. A player can, on their turn, make an accusation, which plays out similar to an interrogation, unless if the player is incorrect, they are eliminated from the game. If they are correct, the actual suspect is seen killing Mr. Bobby in addition to the vignette and then seen being arrested. The accusing player is the winner. So, you know, that's kind of the the idea of what Clue is. You know, I remember there was always the envelope when you played the board game and you'd put the one character in there, the one weapon in the one room, so it could be like the observatory the rope, and Colonel Mustard. And then you get your cards, the other player has their cards, the other player has their cards. So you know, like, if you have a Professor Plum card, well, you know he didn't kill because he's not in the envelope. But you don't know it could be in any of the other five at that point. So that's when you have to, like, go in there and you, you know, like, I think it was Colonel Mustard, I think he was in the library, and I think it was the candlestick. And the other player's like, here's the candlestick. Wasn't that. 
Okay, so now you can eliminate the fact that the candlestick was not indeed the murder weapon. But that doesn't mean Colonel Mustard wasn't the killer. That doesn't mean it wasn't in the library. You know, it's it's all that's kind of, it's just a process of elimination. And you have little notepads where you can make notes and determine who or what, um, you know, was the bad guy in that particular scenario. It was a game I always really enjoyed as a kid. I always enjoyed Clue, and um, I'm really excited to uh, to dive into this and see how the video game holds up. I think this would be a fun video game in the sense of, like, you know, you're going to be playing a computer, and the fact that you could have up to six players would be really cool. This would be a fun party game, which, you know, back in the Super Nintendo days, I don't know if there was were a lot of party games, so I think that makes it um, even that much better. So, I even actually had Simpsons Clue when I was a kid, yeah, and um, so it could be like Mo at Mo's Tavern with a beer bottle. I don't remember if those are the weapons, they may have not changed them much, but I remember they did have Simpsons Clue, and I really enjoyed it. In fact, I bet, uh, bet old Mitch Baxter would enjoy Simpsons Clue if he, uh, if he had a Simpsons game, you know, if we, had, uh, if we still had it, because he is a big, big Simpsons fan, as are a lot of the, a lot of the people my age. Simpsons was a very popular thing, so... So that is that. Um, now, before I go into the game, I'm going to give you a little bit more information on this retro refurb. I know I've talked about it a little bit, but this thing is so amazing. Like, I can't even I can't even begin to describe how amazing this thing is. It, there's so much available there. I know I talked about it last week on Doom Troopers, but I'm still just in awe every time I play it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's that. Oh, yeah, there's this. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Bane made the comment, and I think he's very, very accurate on this. He told me, he's like, you know, if you tried, you couldn't play every game on this. There's just no way. He said there's no way you would ever have enough time to play every game that's available. And I think that's what's so cool about it. There's so much there at your fingertips. And and it just, it really, it's it's really, it's really something. Like I said, I really can't, can't put into words how amazing that system is. So I'm really excited to get to get to play it again. And I'm really lucky I have a podcast like this, so thank you guys for listening to over 150 episodes of the show and always being there to, you know, to be a part of it and share and everything that you got to do because that's that's how I get to continue to do it. And I think it's pretty cool that I can go through and look and be like, hmm, what are, oh, this game, I wonder if that's any good. Nope, that game sucks. I'm not going to play it because I, I came across a game called Liberty or Death and George Washington was on the cover and I was like, oh my God. Maybe it's a fighting game. Maybe it's like George Washington fighting Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson. That would be amazing. Like amazing in like a really weird, ironic way. And that wasn't it at all. It was like this weird role-playing game that was not fun at all. And I, I was hanging out with my friend Casey Cole, actually, was in town a couple of weeks ago. And I was showing him the retro refurb and how amazing it was. And he was blown away, as most people are, just because it's one of the greatest things ever. And, um, yeah, so he... He played that for a second. He's like, this is the worst game ever. And, you know, I I like the fact that I have that now. I don't have to worry about buying a game and being like, oh, this will be fun. I can just be like, oh, yeah, not not having that one. I can literally preview every game before I play it. Like, that's pretty awesome. So um, I really have a lot a lot of good stuff happening with this. And uh, it's going to make Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo that much better as time goes on. So very very excited about that and i'm i'm excited to play clue i'm kind of curious how the video game version is going to go because the board game's great but not all board games translate well you know like i know i had a uh, a game on game boy advance and it was like mousetrap clue and perfection and perfection's a fun game because we put the shapes in the in the slots so it's like you know the triangle goes here the circle blah blah blah, blah all these different shapes and that's a fun game but 
it was not fun on the Game Boy Advance because it was hard to control. Mousetrap is a really fun game. I think it's one of the greatest board games of all time. Not fun there. Battleship's okay because Battleship you can kind of play. That's pretty easy, but a lot of them were not good. So, you know, just something to, to think about that not, not all the games are as, <laughs> as good as they're always cracked out to be. So we'll see how Clue is. I'm going into it with a positive frame of mind, but I don't know. Don't know what I'm going to get myself into here, but we will see very, very soon. Anyway, I'm going to take a break here, and uh, after this, I'm going to get the Retro Refurb fired up. I want to play some Clue and see what it's all about. So don't go anywhere, because Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo is not going anywhere. In fact, it is just getting started. See you guys in a minute. Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo will be back in just a moment. And now, Retro Commercials. Brought to you by Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. Well, Bane, you were telling me, man, you know, single life's not easy, and uh, the best way to go about changing that is uh, online dating. Yeah, man, that's the easiest way to go. I mean, that's how I met my girlfriend. Yeah, and that's what you were telling me. Now, for me, it's like I don't know about. I mean, like, there's Match.com, there's eHarmony, there's all these different dating sites. It's like, yeah. how do you know what's the right one? Well, I'll tell you exactly where the right one is, man. And this is the site that I use to meet my girlfriend. You want to know what it is? Yes, I do. The Godfather's PayAsYouDate.com. The Godfather has a dating site? Absolutely. And it's PayAsYouDate. There's no sign-up fees? No sign-up fees. No monthly fees. fees? No monthly fees. That is perfect. All you got to do is pick a bra that's got a cute little booty, pay $75 per hour, and boom, you got yourself a date with a broad. Well, I'm on the website right now. This one's got a cute little booty. I guess I'll give her a call. Absolutely, you should. Maybe she'll give you a little shamalama ding-dong at the end. I certainly hope so. Man, the Godfather has proved himself wrong. Pimpin' is easy. versus the Super Nintendo is back. Round two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. What's kind of funny is I was as I was getting this uh, recorded the first half, I um I didn't even realize it was Thanksgiving that did this would air because uh, I kind of record these a few at a time sometimes, and uh, I'm actually getting the second half recorded just a day or two before. Thanksgiving, so I'm actually kind of more current on this aspect of it, um, which it, it just kind of varies. You know, I have my own kind of way of getting these out there and getting them done and making sure that they upload at, the, at you know the correct time. And sometimes it's difficult because I have to make sure that uh, everything happens uh, how it needs to happen and, and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, I am currently on my retro refurb, going through all my games, and I just landed on Clue. And I'm about to make it happen. We're going to see how it how it is here. Just my microphone, so it's actually facing me. That's a good tune, I think. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Game level. We'll go with uh, amateur. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, select number of players. We will do... We will do six... Uh, we'll do four players. I will be Colonel Mustard. And I will be a human... Because I'm a human. Uh, all done. Selected player, one selected character. Colonel Mustard. Human. I'm a 
Next player will be Mrs. White, and she will be computer. Next player will be Mr. Green, he will be a computer. And finally, the fourth player will be Professor Plum. He'll be a computer. Weird names. Start game. Hell yeah, cowboy. Uh, so I've got my cards. I have Professor Plum, the candlestick, the ballroom, the conservatory, and the library. So that's, you know, in case you guys don't remember, that's kind of what I have, right? So the candlestick obviously was not the weapon used. Uh, the ballroom, the conservatory, and the library were uh, rooms in which um, it did not take place. And Professor Plum is not the murderer, so now it's basically up to me to try to figure this out here. So let's uh, let's make it happen. Alrighty, there's the board. I'm gonna roll. Roll the four. Alright. Mrs. White is rolling. She rolled a six. Mr. Green is rolling. He rolled a three. Now on to Professor Plum, who rolled a five. Back to my turn again. I'm going to roll again. Rolled a five. And now in the lounge. Who did it? I'm going to say... Miss Scarlet with the lead pipe. Miss Scarlet was in the dining room, so she so she couldn't have done it. So that means the dining room is also out. I can make an accusation here, just a blind one. I'm going to say Mr. Green with the rope in the study. Why not? Why not, right? There's evidence that you are wrong. Game over, Colonel Mustard. Oh, I made that accusation and I lost. Shit. Alright. Is, is that really the end of the game? You gotta be shitting me. Okay, well. Damn, I guess I shouldn't have made that accusation, huh? Um, Professor Plum is saying it was in the night. No, Mrs. White is saying it was Professor Plum with the knife in the ballroom. But I know it wasn't Professor Plum because remember I have his card. Ha ha ha. Sons of bitches. Alright, Mrs. White's turn is over. It's now Mr. Green's turn. He rolled a two. Nothing new there. He's making a suggestion that it was Mrs. White with the rope in the ballroom. The revolver was in the ballroom, so the rope was not. You are incorrect. Mr. Green.
is uh, Mrs. White's turn. She stands a candlestick in the conservatory. Candlestick was in the dining room. It's hard to follow, and I'm also really, really tired. Mr. Green's turn. Is it just down to these two now? What happened to uh, Professor Plum? Is he out? I guess he is. Mr. Green's in the, with a revolver in the ballroom. Mr. Green was in the library. Well, son of a bitch. Well, Professor Plum's doing interrogation. Miss Scarlet, the candlestick, and the dining room. So, this is really confusing. What the hell's going on here? Other accusations being made. Mr. Green with the wrench. First time that's been talked about. In the lounge. Could it have been? No one was in the lounge. So, no, it wasn't. You stupid idiot. Mrs. White's turn is over. Now it's Mr. Green's turn, and he is going to make a suggestion that it was Mr. Green himself. That's that part's kind of weird with the rope in the lounge. Mr. Green did not have a weapon. Did they ever say Mr. Green was in the library or something? I don't know. Ending his turn. Now it is Professor Plum's turn. Two. Mrs. White's turn. Five. She's saying it was Mrs. White, also herself, with the candlestick in the dining room. People are really set on the candlestick, aren't they? Mrs. White was in the ballroom, so not the dining room, so it was not her. White's turn is over. It is now Mr. Green's turn. He took a secret passageway. He's going to say it was Professor Plum with the rope in the conservatory. Why are these weird people killing each other? Have we thought of... Have we asked ourselves that shit? Why are they trying to kill each other? I mean, I'm sorry your name's Professor Plum, you sack of shit, but do you need to be killing people? Hell no. Professor Plum is in the kitchen. Well, there you go. I mean, of course he was in the kitchen. His last name's fucking Plum. Okay. Uh, Professor Plum's going to do a suggestion. He says, uh, Mrs. White, with the knife, conservatory. The knife, a little bit of a messier kill. Not that a candlestick over the head would be clean, but, you know. Mrs. Peacock had the knife, so Mrs. White could not have had it. Professor Plum's turn is over. Mrs. White's turn. She's going to do a suggestion. 
It was Mrs. White with the rope. I, I think it is Mrs. White that was the killer. She's getting suggested a lot. With the rope in the conservatory. Uh, Colonel Mustard had the rope, so it wasn't the rope. A lot of different ideas being thrown around here. Okay, uh, Mrs. White's turn is over. It's now Mr. Green's turn. He's taking a secret passageway to the lounge. He's saying it was Professor Plum with the candlestick in the lounge. Could it be? Miss Scarlet had the candlestick. I believe they've said that already. Computers aren't doing a very good job of taking notes. All right, Professor Plum's turn. He's going to do a suggestion. Colonel Mustard with the rope. He did have the rope. They did say that in the lounge. Let's see here. The wrench was in the lounge. So could be Colonel Mustard with the rope, but where was it? That is the question, ladies and gentlemen. Because the wrench was in the lounge. What the fuck would a wrench be in a lounge? And why are these weird-ass people hanging out with each other and trying to kill each other? Professor Plum with the wrench in the lounge. Okay, the wrench was in the lounge. Was Professor Plum there? No one had the wrench. Okay, but it was in the lounge. But nobody had it. Okay. All right, all right. What do you, so it wasn't the lounge then. Uh, Secrets passageway to the conservatory. Uh, Mrs. White with the lead pipe in the conservatory. Was that the was that the kill shot? Mrs. White had the revolver. Why did the maid have a gun? Good God. The things you think of. All right. Let's see. Well, who's next? Professor Plum's taking the secret passageway to the conservatory. And Colonel Mustard with the rope in the conservatory. Was this it? He did have the rope. Let's see. Colonel Mustard was in the billiard room. So... If it was Colonel Mustard Rope in the billiard room, then you know. Like, we're, we're starting to get closer to stuff here. Professor Plum's turn's over. It's Mrs. White's turn. She is making a suggestion. Professor Plum with the lead pipe in the conservatory. No one had the pipe, so it wasn't the lead pipe. Mr. Green's turn. He is uh, making an accusation. Colonel Mustard with the rope in the billiard room. Let's see. Trophies hung silently. This is on the walls of the billiard room. Colonel Mustard carefully cleaned his monocle. He coiled, quickly coiled the rope. Found the situation quite a tall worse, so he... He never should have messed with me, kid. Okay, I don't know what the hell's going on. 
I guess Colonel Mustard, uh, he killed him. Says game over. I don't know. That was weird as shit. That's not as fun as the board game. I will say that. Definitely not. So, uh, if you get a chance to play Clue on Super Nintendo, pass on that. Oh, weird. Some games don't, don't work out, though. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy lots of turkey, stuffing, um, p- pumpkin pie, one of my personal favorites. Um, and I'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. So, thank you guys for listening. Check out the other podcasts me and Bane offer, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, with a special guest drops every Sunday. This Sunday, Dimitri Alexandrov will be back with part two of his interview, plus the return of the Crazy Sodas. And then the Breaker and Bane Network shows drop every Monday, including Pop Culture Pandemonium, The Podcast Night Wars, WWE versus WCW, and The Clash of the Comics, Marvel versus DC. Check those shows out. They're great stuff. And that is all I got. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Put a little bow on it, as Bane likes to say. And I will see you guys next week with Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, episode 152. And thanks for... I'm really tired. Thank you for once again joining me on this fantastic 16-bit journey through the world that is retro gaming. I'm Brian Breaker. See you guys in seven days.